Oh, dating life is tricky, isn't it? You have this lovely night out with this person you definitely did not meet on Tinder. It all went kind of well, actually. You had dinner, really nice conversations. And it's getting late. You decide, yeah, it was a lovely time, but it's time to leave. And of course, the question comes up, wanna go to my place? But, you know, you're tired, actually you want to go home, it was nice and all, but you're just not feeling like it right now. You mean this mood for that kind of fun? So, you politely say thanks, but no. Why not? Because I don't want to. That's no answer. Oh dear. No is one hell of an answer. Episode 2 No Hi everyone, I'm Jeanne and today I would like to share a story that happened to me and the importance of saying no. So, sometimes friends convince us, right? They convince us to do things that we were actually not in the mood to, like, oh, I would like to go out for a drink, I'm already in my pajamas, oh, come on, for me, yeah, okay, fine, let's go. I'm not talking about those kind of situations, that's really nice. And let's be honest here, real friends accept a no. So when you say, no, I'm sorry, I'm really not feeling it, they won't push you. So this is not what I'm talking about here. I am talking about a guy that I met on Oh my god, it wasn't Tinder, but it was kind of similar. Badu. And we got along very well. We texted for a while and it got to a point where we even had some phone calls. Usually I'm not the person to talk on the phone with a stranger, dude. But I don't know why I did and, yeah, turns out, nice conversations. Yeah, really. Lots of stuff to talk about. Nice vibes. Felt good. Cool. Thought about oh, talking to people more often on the phone. Yeah, no, I won't. And it came to that point where he said, you know what, I think we're getting along very well. I would like to take you out for dinner. And we were facing the pandemic, we were facing a lockdown, so restaurants were closed and we made the decision that, or he made the suggestion, that he would like to cook for me. And I said, okay. You want to cook for me? You want to cook dinner for me? That sounds very nice. Haven't had that... Uh, I can't even remember when someone did that for me, so... Yeah, thank you a lot. I mean... And then he said, you know what? Just to be clear here, I really like you, and I think that actually could lead to something. We, we are getting along so well. Just to make it clear here, I don't want to sleep with you on that night. And I said, okay, sure. Um, why not? Uh, fine by me. I mean, I'm not that type of girl that says, oh, I would never do that. Yeah, nobody would believe that. <laughs> I'm just hoping my dad doesn't listen to that podcast. <clears throat> well, so we set a date, we set a time, we set the dinner that he wanted to cook, and I was on my way to his place. And just to make it clear, People, don't do that, please. I learned it the hard way. Don't go to a stranger's place when you have never met that person in real life. 
just meet meet in public. The reason why we decided to go to his place, as I said, was a lockdown and also it was winter, so we had negative degrees. Yeah, we didn't want to go for a walk at minus 11. Honestly, I would do that now. I prefer to freeze my fucking ass up in the cold instead of experiencing something like that again. Well, getting to it. So I was on my way there, actually really excited, like, huh, we got along so well, how will it be? And suddenly I panicked. And I cannot tell you why. I just completely freaked and panicked and sent a text to my best friend saying, you know what, I'm going to a date. It's at his place. Yeah, yeah, I know, don't say anything. This is the address. Just so you know, I don't know why, but I'm having a bad feeling right now. And that's the message. I sent her that. And you can believe me, I'm so glad I did. So I arrived at his place, it was really nice, it was clean, yeah, a dude's place that was clean, he had nice decorations on the walls, a really lovely cozy place. And I felt like, yeah, I'm feeling well here, I don't know why I panicked. We talked, we listened to music, we talked even more, it was really fun, he had actually really good taste in music, he sang, I sang, and then it was about to choose the movie that we would watch while eating dinner. And that's when it started to go wrong. So I don't know how you guys do that usually. When I'm with a person and we decide to watch a movie, we at least try to find something that both of us like or both of us don't care, if you get the point. In this case, he didn't care at all if I would like the movie or not. Um, it was something about military horror stuff. And I thought, okay, dudes, you can tell me you're really, really interested in that movie right now, but okay. Fine. Strike number one. And then we talked about dinner. And that's when I thought, I think I want to go home. <laughs> so he said, yeah, you know what? Um, There wasn't enough time to really get uh, the stuff that I wanted. And the grocery shop was closing. So I picked a pre-cooked meal for us to eat. And I just thought, wait. You're telling me there was not enough time to buy fresh vegetables, but there was enough time to buy a pre-cooked meal that you put in a microwave? Are we talking about the same store? How? How did you buy that thing and not the veggies or the whatever you wanted to cook? Well, that's beyond me. So we watched a military horror movie while eating cold pre-cooked pasta. Ah, doesn't it sound so lovely? Yeah, it was not. The conversation was actually lovely, yeah, I have to admit. That was the only thing that really kept us going. Dinner was over, movie still on, I did not pay attention at all, he neither. And suddenly he started kissing me. And I thought, okay, I'm really interested in how far he would go. Since he was the one proposing not to sleep with each other, but hey, it's a kiss. That's completely fine. And of course, it didn't end there. So if you're under 18, you shouldn't actually listen to that podcast anyway, but if you are switched to, I don't know what kids these days watch, for me it was Bibi Blocksburg, 
or the gummy bears, Captain Baloo, I don't know, go somewhere else. Because this is getting into my pants, literally. And that was when, in my head, I, th I said to myself, okay, this is not going to be something serious for me in any way possible. Why? Not because he tried something. And not because of the movie or the cold pre-cooked pasta. <laughs> but because he wouldn't keep his word. He said to me, he wants to cook for me, which he didn't. Then he said he wouldn't want to sleep with me. Suddenly he tried something. That's just a no-go. You can't tell me something and then try otherwise. Or you can't at least not expect me to still respect your words the same way I did before. Because I'm, I don't respect you at all anymore if you can't even keep your word. And I just thought, okay, this is going to be a one-night stand. Yes, I'm that kind of girl. I called myself out here. Hello there. And that would be it, in my opinion. So get to the point where you usually think about grabbing a condom, you know, ah, just for the safety. And he didn't. And I looked at him and said, dude, um, do you have a condom? And he started to laugh, saying, no. And I didn't know how to respond. Did you just say no? I mean, no is quite of an answer, yeah, but no? So I looked at him and said, okay, um, I won't do anything without a condom. And he said, okay, is this a problem for you? And I said, yes, this is a problem for me. Without a condom, we won't do anything. And he said, okay, what if I don't want to? And my response was, okay, then we have a problem. And he started to laugh again and continued. And I, I couldn't believe that. I just looked at him again saying, dude, I said no, not without a condom. And suddenly his face turned serious and his answer was, I thought you were making a joke. Dude, how could I make a joke about that? How? I mean, honestly asking. How? In which world is that a joke? In what kind of universe or in what kind of parallel universe is that a joke? And that was a point where I thought, okay, actually, I have enough. But it continued. When he said, I'm showing you my blood test. Why do you have this blood test at home? Right now, right here. Why? How? So obviously, he knew that he would need it. Honestly, I really didn't care about this fucking stupid test. And honestly, I didn't feel well anymore. I even said that to him, saying, you know what? I'm really not feeling well right now. I just would like to stop. And his response was, yeah, you got it right. You little Sherlock, you. Kissing and trying again. And that was actually the point where I have had enough. So looking away, searching for my stuff, like my t-shirt, my mobile phone, just where I've dropped my things, I looked around and said, you know what? I'm leaving. And as I tried to get up, he grabbed my arm, looked me dead in the eye and said, you're not.
So I remember his tight grip and my eyes searching for my stuff. And on the inside, I started to panic. Of course my phone was out of reach. I tried to free my arm, but he kept holding on and I panicked on the inside. Really did. On the outside, I tried to keep my calm, stay as cool as possible, even cold. And I tried not to show that I'm scared. And I stared back at him with the same serious intensity, at least I tried, and said in kind of the same voice, or tried to adapt to his voice, probably way too calm for the situation, stop touching me. And I don't know why, I really don't know why, but for a moment he loosened his grip. And I slipped my arm out of it, got up and grabbed my phone as fast as I could. I didn't care about anything else and I honestly thought I would run out of this apartment naked if I have to, but at least I have my phone and would be able to call somebody. So I grabbed my phone and started to dress up. First my pants. Why? Because of course if I would wear my pants it would be already very hard for him to get them off me again. At least I thought so. I grabbed my charger, my earrings, my necklace, threw them into my backpack, grabbed my t-shirt, and that was the moment when he realized, oh my god, she's actually leaving. So he got up and grabbed my body from behind, like hugging me from behind, but not a nice way, right? really tight, and grabbed my arms again. So I wasn't able to move. I couldn't free myself. I didn't know what to do, but I held on tight to my phone like it was my life. And I've already thought about if it's possible to call somebody or somehow the, the police or anybody without looking at my phone. So he was busy enough holding me, or let's say trapping me actually. And my thoughts during that time were, okay, I made a decision right then that I would do whatever it takes to get out of that apartment, even if I would have to hurt him. But I wouldn't let him do anything that I didn't want to do. And I prepared myself mentally for a fight. I mean, I didn't know this guy. I wasn't able to know if he would become aggressive or not, right? So I prepared myself mentally to fight for my body. And once again, I turned completely cold, saying so calm that it really shocked myself. I swear to God, if you won't let me go immediately, I will scream so loud that all of your neighbors are going to call the police. And he didn't move. He didn't move a muscle. He didn't move a muscle for what had felt like an eternity. And suddenly he did. He loosened his grip, I grabbed my stuff, put on my shirt, ran to my shoes, didn't even put them on, grabbed my backpack, grabbed my jacket, threw the door open and stormed out in the hallway. And in the hallway I put on my shoes as fast as I could, put on my jacket, put my backpack on my back. That was the moment when he came running after me. And suddenly it was a completely different person, begging me to stay, really telling me that he doesn't know what's going on right now and he's so sorry and oh my god, please come back. We had such a lovely time. It was so great having me here. He was already imagining me being there every day. Yeah, you heard right. You heard fucking right. Let me remind you that this was the first time that we ever met. Yeah? Thanks. So, 
And then he told me, yeah, if you leave right now, I have to block you everywhere. And I just thought, good, at least I don't have to do it. And that if I would come back, he wouldn't try anything again. He just wanted to cuddle with me and have me in his arms. And in his bed, obviously. Dude, come on, I'm blonde but not stupid. And that he couldn't stand the thought of me leaving and not being with him. And that he wasn't able to stand the thought not being in contact with me anymore. Did I mention that I knew this guy for a week or so? Yeah, you heard right. So what I did, I lied. That he was a nice guy, that I really liked him. Of course, we were seeing each other again. I just wanted to leave right now, needed some space, I would come back. We would do this again. And at one point, finally, he, I think, believed me and closed the door. And as soon as the door closed, I ran down to the entrance. And right before I stepped out in the cold, dark, negative degrees winter night in Vienna, I checked my backpack again. I mean, under no circumstances I would have gotten back in there. There was no way. But I just wanted to know if I had my stuff. And if I've lost something, what it was. So my charger was there, my earrings were there, my bracelet, my necklace. All my stuff was there. Great. I haven't forgotten anything. Perfect. So I went out in a cold, opened WhatsApp because I wanted to text my friend that she please has to, to talk to me right now because I'm really... I didn't even have words for what I was feeling. Was I scared? Was I angry? Was I... What was I? Besides confused and shocked and not knowing what's going on? And suddenly he called. I picked up the phone. Why? Because... If he would have decided to run after me, I would hear it on the phone. That was the only reason. So I picked up the phone and said, yes. Silence. You forgot your charger. You son of a... No, I didn't. I checked my backpack. Silence again. And then it started all over again. Yeah, why, why did you leave? Come please back to me. You can't be serious. You can't want to go home right now in the middle of the night. You don't want to be alone in your bed tonight. I know that. Come back. I'm sorry. I've never had a woman with ambitions. I'm not used to women really standing up for their words. Like, excuse me, what did you just say? What? And I just kept talking to him as long as possible. Really slowly, so I would make time, always focusing on the background noises to see if he would be in the street, if the background would change somehow, but it didn't, luckily. And after the phone call that had felt like an eternity, he finally called it a day and gave up. And I promised him, of course, I wouldn't block him. I told him that I will text him tomorrow, I'm just very tired and I really want to go to sleep now. And when I finally was at the tram station, the tram was still operating and I called my best friend and she, she really wanted me to, to call him out or go to the police. And here is the problem. I've had a not similar situation like that, but I've already had a situation where I would have needed the help from the police officers and I didn't get it. They told me back then, 
if nothing happens, we can't do anything. So if he didn't do anything to you, we can't do anything to him. Which, in my opinion, really sucks. I mean, yeah, this is for another episode. Just wanted to drop that here. Something is very, very wrong here in Vienna. So I talked with this friend of mine and she stayed on the phone until I was home for an hour because she was freaking out about him following me. I made sure that he didn't know where I lived. I checked all our messages. Of course, he didn't know, but we didn't trust him at all. The next day, I still thought about going to the police or at least asking about what I could do. And he started texting me like, yeah, if I would come back, what I'm doing right now. And I just thought, dude, you can't be serious. So when I saw his message, I was in a meeting, a business meeting. And of course, I wasn't able to reply. And the meeting went on, I think, for two, two and a half hours. So when he started texting, it was really the beginning of the meeting. After the meeting, I checked my messages, like 10 messages. Yeah, I knew it. You wouldn't reply. You know what? Go fuck yourself. Fuck off, you bitch. And then he blocked me. And I just thought, okay, at least I don't have to block him. That's great. That's great. Thank you, dude. The only reasonable thing you did within the last week was that. Thanks for that. But um, this situation kind of left its, left its scars. Honestly, I have, I have to say that. I wasn't able to date for a few months because I was so scared of people. I, I wasn't able to trust anybody. I'm still mistrusting people. I know that. I'm working on that. But what I really don't do since then is going home to someone's place that I haven't met in person yet. So what I do is I always meet in public. And even if it's for 10 minutes, it's for 10 minutes, but I meet this person in public. And this is what I recommend for you too. So if you really feel the need to go to this person's place, who am I to tell you no? I'm just saying this was my experience. It could have been worse. I know people were those kind of experiences ended up worse. So I am I know that I'm fucking lucky here. I know that. I'm aware of that. Thanks, God. But if you really feel the need to go someone, at least make sure some people know where you are. They know the address. And please make a check-in time. Saying, okay, call me at that time. If I don't pick up, call me at that time. If you haven't heard from me within this time frame, just call the police. I know it may sound stupid, but it's not overreacting. I know too many people who have experienced too many shitty stuff to tell you this is overreacting. Just make sure you're safe. And if it's supposed to be, you will know it. And it will be perfectly fine. And even if you're in a dangerous situation and the phone is ringing, you can even be honest and say, this is my check-in call. My friend is checking in on me and if I don't pick up now, the police will be at your door in 20 minutes latest. Do that and get yourself out of the dangerous situation. Please think about your safety first. And I really, really want you to get that. Your no is answer enough. Your no needs no explanation. Just because someone takes you out to dinner doesn't mean you owe them your body. No is no. With that having said, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. Think about yourself first. I'm Jean. 
and I talk about the stuff that we are not supposed to talk about. Mm-hmm.